0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Club. Uh, It's been a few weeks because we brought you a real heap and pile of garbage this week. Super fresh and or stale. Depends on how you like your garbage. But I should tell you what this podcast is about. This is where we watch a bad movie and tell you to watch it, too, because bad movies are better with your friends. Um,
1: And so actually this week, um, we're here to mourn the death of... Matt Collins, who is now dead to me for making us watch this movie. Because this week, we watched Twilight.
2: Damn right we did.
0: I'm sorry, yeah, this is actually our spin-off podcast, Death of a Friendship. (laughs) <laughs> Matt, you, you have to summarize this glorious movie for us
2: Well, I think before we do that, we should uh, indicate oh,
3: we should who introduce is here ourselves. joining us
4: <laughs> So as you may have guessed, I'm Matt Collins
0: <laughs> I'm Rob Chiesty
4: I'm Ryan Anderson
0: And I'm Vivian
2: Alright, well, if you were alive during the last 15 years or so You've probably noticed the uh, Twilight phenomenon as it passed. I'm pretty sure all of us were in high school when it actually like really hit, which is yeah, perfect. Yeah. We, are, we, are, we, we are dead center in the uh, demographic. there. Yeah.
4: It was a rough time to be a boyfriend.
0: The blast zone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good way of putting it. I don't think we need to like go over what it is. I do not think that there's anybody who doesn't know what Twilight well, is. We, should, we should
0: give a quick plot synopsis.
2: Vampires sparkle. That's all you all need. All right, to know. yeah, that's it. That's, th- that's the major cultural contribution this is <laughs> added.
1: Um, they also have reflections. Um,
4: okay, are we, yeah. are we just going to get into this right so, away? Because I have feelings about
2: this. I think that was the real major vampire retcon that kind of stayed in the cinematic canon. I'm sorry. Until, that was like, major. What we do in the shadows or something. That was
0: major, but not vampires are immune to sunlight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not immune. They, they have
0: they have an active advantage in the sunlight now instead of being destroyed by it. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's actually like they're
1: still th- they're still identifiable in the sunlight, but they don't seem to have a weakness to stakes. Nope. Like
3: that. That's they seem the really kind of thing and,
4: Yeah. The only way you kill them is ripping them to pieces, then throwing all the pieces in the fire. Yep. So yeah, they, yeah. That's how they, they say gonna that bring full sentence awkwardly <laughs> yeah. repeatedly. They're like, oh shit, we gotta rip them to pieces and then they throw all those pieces in the fire. <laughs> like, we gotta rip them to pieces and burn the pieces.
0: Yeah, like you guys when we watched that mirror scene, you were all like up in arms about vampires okay. having reflections, but no, like that it's, is it's not, not, not a major vampire like, weakness.
4: Okay. <laughs> I mean, no. So it's, well, it's, it's it's the principle of
1: the yeah. thing. <laughs> is it like they didn't? They had no real. Re- so the climactic fight scene. Of the entire movie is set in a ballet studio full of mirrors and for like, no reason. For no reason. No
4: reason. Why did they pick that <laughs> that setting? If, like, like they they <laughs> if they, they, they should for they get one shot where she's looking around and his reflection's everywhere and she's like, oh shit, I've lost track of where he is. Like, it's a it. giant open yeah. room. And then he's clearly like, standing literally... <laughs> in the
0: middle of the giant yeah. open room. Like,
4: the only way she can be confused in that situation is if she, like, looked to the right and then, like, spun over and looked to the left no, and was she, like, yeah. oh, shit.
0: She just looked at <laughs> the mirrors the and did not bother <laughs> yeah. to look away from the mirrors.
4: But So they establish that he has a reflection, and then they don't even look at the mirrors <laughs> for yeah. the rest of that fight. Nope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's one thing
1: if they were trying to do a, like... Uh, like um, Golden Gun Wax Museum sort of thing where it's like, oh, he keeps using these mirrors to trick people about where his location is because he's such a good hunter that he can smell them out.
2: And that no, would be acceptable. that, yeah, would, that be, would be acceptable.
4: <laughs> There's a reason. But like, this was, they didn't even use the setting. Yeah, you, <laughs> like just,
2: if, you just sunk my, my the joke I was about to use, which is that the real answer is that Stephanie Myers a big Bruce Lee fan and was going for that enter the Dragon <laughs> <I
4: love it. laughs> It's really upsetting.
0: <laughs> well, additionally, like in that scene, you, we were talking about vampire weaknesses and how allegedly these vampires are immune to stakes. Like they're tearing up this this ballet studio, which is full of wood, which could be like an abundance everywhere. Stakes everywhere, and like he never falls on one by accident to like prove that they're immune to stakes. He never like no one even gets impaled on any amount of sticking outing wood, like.
4: Yeah. The- they don't try to at all. They got like broken glass everywhere. They got like yeah, fucking well, stakes everywhere, and like well, no one's even trying to use it.
1: At the end, they tear up the floorboards to make a
0: fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's
2: actually the interesting thing because you never see anyone make a fire. You see someone tear up floorboards and, and then, then there's, there's a fire a cut, and then there's suddenly a fire.
0: Presumably, one well, of they the can vampires. Move super fast. Oh, do you think? Yeah, but super fast fire doesn't move
1: just... super fast too. Well, no, I mean, but they could rub yeah, two yeah, pieces yeah. of wood together super fast to or start Or just a run fire.
0: around real fast in a circle and create enough friction to start a fire.
1: <laughs> yes, but we didn't get to see that. We didn't get no. to see them use no. their flash powers to make a fire.
4: I was like, about
2: to say, we're going to get Twilight's flashpoint paradox.
4: <laughs> one, thing, one thing that I found phenomenal about this movie is its budget. Oh, like, yeah, I didn't even look. I, well, I think, I think that ties into the whole, like... They weren't even trying to think about the setting for like the final scene and everything. Like, that's they didn't think. Like, this whole movie is this like depressed sigh (sighs) and like begrudging acceptance of what needs to be made. (laughs) Just like, fuck, Harry Potter was the thing, and now Twilight's out. This is popular. Shit, we gotta make this. Well, I think (laughs) we still don't
2: understand them because we spent the last decade shitting on Twilight endlessly. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I think that they knew exactly what they were making. It's that none of the normal, I guess, narrative decisions were important. And that's true with Twilight the book as well. Like, there's a lot of just stuff that doesn't make sense from a storytelling perspective throughout the series, and that translates to the movie.
4: Yeah, I guess it's like everything that... The, the like core message is everything, all the like really important shit going on in the like deep drama that's happening and like all of the like side characters lives is completely insignificant because uh, a boy and a girl like each other
2: right, yeah. right, that, that's what's so great about it, it's the shittiest most like well rendered idea of what's in like a 13 year old fan fiction writer's head when they're writing, when they're like creating something that's just gonna go up on like, uh, oh no. Uh, some, uh, fan someone, had, of yeah, fan fiction where, where does fanfiction go? Uh,
0: where does at the time, it was. From? I'm gonna say it was probably fanfiction.net, uh, but now if you wanna get into some good fanfiction, go to archiveofourown.com, I think. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes.
2: These are good resources. But like, That's what I see Twilight as, That's this most perfectly rendered thing. So much so, it's almost like they didn't understand what it was, but just tried to preserve it from its original form. Where it's like, we don't know what this is, but it makes money hand over fist. So as long as we don't change anything, it'll continue to make money if it's on
0: a screen.
4: It's like this very uh, deeply erotic romp made by people <laughs> who have never been horny.
0: Yeah, uh, well, this oh, is... Oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think like, that. I
4: like, don't think like, that at all. They've just, never, like, identified it as, like, an actual
0: yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, they've clearly <laughs> been horny, but they don't know what to do about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what I think it is. It's, it's really, like, pre, like, adolescent in the way that it, like, depicts stuff, but it's just treated with this really weirdly adult, big-budget Hollywood seriousness, and it just makes it so bizarre and also kind of cringeworthy as an adult because, I mean you ever gone back and read like fiction written by like teenagers, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time y'all cracked open Aragon or something?
0: Oh, Aragon!
1: <laughs> oh man. <sighs> man, that
0: book. Uh, so speaking of fan fiction, that actually segues into uh, both. I have I have two Matt facts now. So the first one is that um, as as we mentioned, this is someone who is this this reads or feels like someone who has not had like a, a deep understanding of like sexual desire. And I think that comes from Stephanie Meyer, who's the author of the original books. Uh, and she has admitted to, I'm pretty sure this is true, and not an urban legend, but I did not look it up. She...
4: <laughs> allegedly, allegedly.
0: Uh, <laughs> she wrote Twilight after having a dream about like a vampire coming and like breaking into her room and watching her and like breaking her bed as he like had sex with her and almost breaking her back and that is a scene that is pretty much verbatim in i think the second to last book maybe the last book i don't know
4: last
2: book but it was probably the second to last movie
0: (laughs) uh and my second fact is that this movie and its opening weekend made sixty nine million dollars. Nice.
3: <laughs>
1: Though this movie involved no
4: sixty
0: nine. No, it is really disappointing. I mean, if you think about what those vampire teeth it's could 69 do, sixty nine with their eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it all—it's all in the eyes. <laughs>
2: There's something I think that's really not great about the like cultural conversation we've had about Twilight, which is our need to pathologize everything we find bad about it, as though we have to prove that it is objectively bad to sort of invalidate its wild popularity. I think I think it's interesting to to think about like where the certain influences on a work come from, but like saying like oh this works this is weird because yeah. you know hyper Mormonism is like. That's yeah. just starting to get a little uncomfortable for me. Like it's really weird to say, like, oh, well, she's a creepy old, she's a creepy woman who's too re- too religious to like uh, react, at like an adult to her like, you know, sexual impulses. Is that that that's when like analyzing the author stuff kind of gets a little on the uncomfortable side for me.
4: Yeah, we can evaluate this for what it is.
2: <laughs> and I think like I because I've definitely I've. I've definitely been one of those people, especially at the time when, like, in high school when Twilight was super popular. There was this, like, need to, like, diminutize and be like, no, 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 this is this is a bad thing. This is popular for the wrong reasons, and I need to prove that to you. I was definitely one of those people, and it sucks, because that's, like, a bad way to... That's a bad way just to, like, interact with people. And God knows I gave my girlfriend at the time so much shit about it. But, like, I think that goes at it the wrong way. There's a Film Crit Hulk article about Gone Girl, in which he talks about how originally he was super negative about Twilight and wrote, like, this takedown of it. But then, upon getting criticism for that, realized that he was probably asking the wrong questions about it, which it's not about whether, like, it it deserves its popularity. It's the fact that it was popular, and perhaps we should be asking better questions about why it resonated the way it did with the people that it did.
0: Yes, that's very true. I apologize for So uh, I'm
2: I'm yeah. really I'm really trying to not like buy into the whole like okay, here's like reasons 1 through 637 why Twilight is objectively bad because that has that has been done so many times in like the 12 years since it was originally published.
4: So when when I say made by people who have never been horny I don't, I don't mean that as a reflection on the people who actually made it, because I don't know them, right? I mean it as a reflection on the totally alien way <laughs> that everyone behaves <laughs> in this. That is true. When they are expressing sexual desire. <laughs>
2: there, there's a weird quality to Twilight where like, the people they've cast are good actors. Yeah, they're, they're so talented. Really we- they're really... They've get, they have this really weirdly flat material to work with, like book dialogue does not really work as movie dialogue sometimes and this is a really good example of that
1: yeah i think it's like because the fans of this are so strongly into it they were afraid of deviating from the source material That that's
2: exactly what it was because
1: what the fans wanted was the movie on was the movie to be the book but visual and that doesn't
2: Right, like, there were people who complained about, like, actresses being too tall for their roles. Like, there definitely was that attention of de- to detail to it.
0: Hashtag not my Christian. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which actually, yeah, it's worth mentioning because there definitely would not be a Fifty Shades of Grey without uh, Twilight. Yes,
0: that, that's a, another ancillary Matt fact, yeah. which is that Fifty Shades of Grey started its life as a bad Twilight fan fiction and got published into a very unhealthy depiction of BDSM novel series.
1: Yeah. So, on the other hand, let's... I, I want to actually... I have my own Matt fact, which is um, another popular series that is, in some way, a derivative of Twilight. Um, so, Melissa Rosenberg was the person who actually wrote the screenplay adaptation of Twilight and all of the Twilight movies... And then she went on to be the lead writer, executive producer, and kind of the showrunner for Jessica Jones.
2: I'm so glad every single one of us looked up the same <laughs> fact. I've got to come up with another one.
1: Well, I mean, I've, I've known this one for a while. I just had to look her name up.
2: Oh, someone, someone's too smart for us. Us Uh-oh. IMDB plebs.
1: Well, no, because I I knew that before I watched Jessica Jones. But yeah, so like Jessica Jones was this person who she had worked on Twilight and like wrote Jessica Jones as like, okay, but that character was actually like that stalkery dude was really the villain. (laughs) Let me show you what it's like.
0: I'm glad she understood that. Yeah. (laughs) Much like I have uh, a very serious bone to pick with Fifty Shades of Grey, I have a very serious bone to pick with Twilight because a lot of the behavior that both Edward and Bella um, like put forth is actually pretty unhealthy relationship behavior. Oh, so i right. yeah, codependency. <laughs> at, like both Edward and Bella are alternatingly very controlling. Um, actually, in the second book, it like pretty famously starts out with edward having left bella and she get purposefully gets into a car crash like self-harms to get edward to come back also in the in this book uh edward is like intimidating her to try and convince her to not date him but then like still flirts with her anyway and it's like all very like gaslighty and uh, super uncomfortable He, he
1: keeps just like popping out of nowhere to tell her like you shouldn't be around me. We shouldn't be friends. Yes. You don't yeah. wanna be around me. You don't wanna know me.
0: There's one scene where she's out in um, Port Angeles, which is an hour away from Forks, which is a fact I looked up because I was convinced they were nowhere near each other. <laughs> and he like she's out there prom dress shopping. She didn't tell him about this because at this point they're not they're not dating, they're not even really like buds yet.
1: Yeah, they barely even know each other.
0: Yeah, she's out prom just shopping with her and uh, like Anna Kendrick and her other friend. Sorry, I don't know that actress's name. Not Anna
1: Kendrick.
0: <laughs> Not Anna Kendrick. But
2: that's just how I remember it too.
0: <laughs> and she she's like walking it down some alley quarry it, like at dusk for some reason. Uh and like a group of guys surround her and start exhibiting, if you think about it, pretty similar behavior to Edward where he's just like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be around here. You shouldn't have been around us. Uh, blah, 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 and like, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that they're going to gang rape her. And Edward fucking shows up out of nowhere, almost runs them over with his car, which is not as concerning as the fact that he followed her an hour outside of the town they both live in.
4: They don't address it at all. Yeah. No, like that's, this is that's never not addressed. Not like remotely addressed.
0: <laughs> and like, you you could almost think like, oh wow, they're gonna like set up some parallels between this obviously abusive and scary behavior and how Edward behaves around her. Nope. <laughs> Just never, never even acknowledge that it's similar behavior. Yeah. 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 I really don't
2: know what to say about that. Like. <laughs> The abusive behavior is fairly well documented.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure there's even, like, a, f- a short film made about how abusive it all is. It's just... That's still a thing that I, like, am struggling to understand is why that still got just... That resonated with so many people. Because there's no, like, there's no talking your way around it. And there's no, like... I think it's kind of weird that we treat people who, like buy into this stuff as though they don't understand what they're watching or reading is, like, trashy bullshit. Because, speaking as someone who loves trashy bullshit, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, you know, the entire history of comic books, where someone's like, you know that's dumb, right? It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's well, okay.
1: So one of the things, oh god, I wish I had kind of read more on this topic, but this is actually why, like... There's kind of a, a trend in supernatural fiction for the characters to actually model abusive relationship. And it ties in with the supernatural um, very deliberately because it gives kind of a, like an approachable context and reasoning for people to like analyze their own attraction to abusive behavior.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, so my main problem with this is not that that was, like, not immediately, you know, like, we're going to take time out of this romance novel to address how, uh, you know, abusive relationship dynamics is. It's more that we don't talk about relationship dynamics at all with young girls, especially. And, you know, young boys also. Like, we're we're seeing all of this kind of, like, sexual assaults shit blow up in hollywood right now and a lot of women have been saying like hey this like this isn't our fault this is people's fault for we don't talk about what men shouldn't do and like it's all put on the woman, and the women have to report it they have to like endure it i don't know where i was going with this yeah
2: (laughs) but i think it's still weird that like we Pathologize the stuff that's in the books, like that is still kind of an in and of itself putting it on women. It's like, well, you you buy up, you buy all this stuff. You you telling me you, this is actually bad in real life? I think that the, like, especially in like romantic skewed stuff, stuff aimed at women, like there's a kind of innocence to the fantasy. You just have to buy into the fact that this is all done with a kind of non skeevy intent yeah like it's clearly it's not thought out and the optics of it are re- really not occurring to the author but like it's not done with that like
0: it's not on purpose I don't think, I don't, yeah
2: i don't like i don't think that they're like desiring an abusive relationship or something like that
4: if i can get over how problematic everything else we've watched this <laughs> is, I, i'm pretty sure i can move past that for twilight um because there is once you get past all that there is a fascinating gem of a movie here um like minor just quick minor details um one of the vampire okay okay first off everyone in the vampire family is adopted into this family and then encouraged to date um so like it's like this doctor in the middle of washington who keeps adopting people and then having them date their (laughs) step-siblings
0: i'm gonna say we're in highlights now because ryan just reminded me of what my highlight is going to be
1: yeah, but okay, wait. The, I, I got a different impression from that because that was like the public-facing thing. It's not <laughs> yeah. that he's adopting them and then making them date. It's that the vampires keep he he has this like collection of like permanently teenage vampires, <laughs> and so they keep dating people and then turning them into vampires. Yeah, but and, okay, so we Rob... like go to the next town. They have to be like, oh, well, now this is one of my adopted kids, too.
4: Yeah, so the thing is all of this, including the having the uh, multi centuries old vampires. Go to high school over and over again, over and graduate and over repeatedly. Again. Which they have a wall covered in graduation caps, which is some fucked up trophy like hunting. I, f- um. I fucking love that. That is such a weird image. They so, like, must be so good at high school. But like, they, so they they do all of this in service of not being conspicuous <laughs> that's oh that's it you. like i don't care like if it's creepy or weird fuck it whatever throw it away i'm, I'm buying into this world right <laughs> the thing that, that fucks with me is this is to be inconspicuous <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> don't you just wish that like you had a better understanding of how like a like Fan fiction writing, like, 13-year-old girl works now. Like, it's, like, it's, it's something that's so beyond what you're used to in fiction. It's just, like, I wish I understood what was going on.
4: No, no, it's just you, you're leaving out, like, important details to accomplish something that's cool. Like, think about every ridiculous action sequence... And, like, the amount of just insane bullshit that has to happen in order to enable every single maneuver, right? Like, there are people who are just, like, flagrantly violating major safety regulations at their jobs, like, regularly in Jackie Chan movies, in (laughs) order to enable his zany stunts, you know? Like, it's a topsy-turvy world out there.
2: I think what makes Twilight really unique in that sense is that the details that sort of get pushed to the back are things that make stories work.
4: Yeah, it's... It's a bunch of ends with no means. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like, there was a big...
2: uh There was actually a, a pretty significant backlash to, like, the last book when it came out because basically at the end, it meant that absolutely nothing happened. Nothing anyone did had any consequences throughout the, the entire arc of all the books.
0: What? Bella got turned into a vampire, which was the whole point of the series. That was the only thing that changed. There was, like, an entire vampire war about
2: to break out and it just ended.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Which actually... Any of you who know women who went and saw Breaking Dawn Part 2 in theaters, ask them about the experience they had. Breaking Dawn Part 2. I, I, honestly, I want to make us watch that too because that has one of the best subversions of audience expectations that I can think of. Like it's, it's so beautiful in, in the way that it plays <laughs> off of like the, uh, the intended audience's expectations and then just snatches it back like, No, 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 no it's okay, it's okay. This is still an adaptation. Just trust me on that. Ask anyone who went to a theater. Well,
1: like the climactic conflict, the climactic conflict of the movie kind of comes out of nowhere and one of the characters involved in it just kind of like fucks off from the conflict.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. Like, yeah. they built up um, this the second vampire, Victoria. And they were like, oh, wow, she's, like, the real evil genius behind this. Don't underestimate her. Like, this one dude's good at tracking, but, like, whoa, Victoria, like, do not fuck with her. And then she just leaves.
2: <laughs> Someone's got to show up in the second movie.
1: I was talking about the third guy. Because they build them up as, like, this team of three. And, <laughs> yeah. like... Like, he's going to be, like, the mini-boss or something. And then he just, like, shows up at their house and is just like, yeah, I don't want to participate in this.
4: Yeah, he's been eating people this whole time and being totally fine with this dudes. And as soon as this guy's like, yeah, I'm going to hunt this other this other human that's being kept as a pet by other vampires, he's like,
0: whoa. Whoa,
4: man. <laughs> Way too
0: much. <laughs> These
4: are human beings. This is a livestock.
0: <laughs> I- I don't. So I actually think that's pretty legit, like vampire logic. Like I was, I was pleasantly surprised when he, because like he was the one who was like, "Oh, stop playing with them as food. Like we're just here to eat people, not to like be sociopaths about it." And then like when when the the tracker vampire who they have the actual fight with is like, "I'm gonna hunt Bella." Uh, the the he one main like have the strong motive too. Well, whatever and the so quote unquote to
1: piss off other vampires.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fine. Uh, dude, does that guy not look like a guy who would do that? Oh, he a hundred percent looks <laughs> like a dude who <laughs> he would do that. Looks
1: like a discount Chris Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, uh, aka no, a so- guy <laughs> who would do that.
2: Speaking, speaking of, he's gonna mention that like years later, Chris Hemsworth was, was actually going to make this look work. <laughs>
4: So, like, speaking of lacking motivation, like, in in line with the whole a bunch of ends with no means, the reason Bella is important is because Edward cares about her. And the reason he cares about her is because she is the most vacant person he's ever met.
0: (laughs) No, she also smells delicious. She She smells like... his prey. (laughs) She smells like the best. I don't even know what's... Like best barbecue
4: <laughs> and like that is actually it. like that's her thing is she's incredible docile prey i
2: cannot believe i'm actually having the thoughts that i'm having but it's like no they justify that in the later it's books it. it's just simply it. it's like yeah it's there's not something like that this... makes her unique that's implied it's not. It's not vacancy. He right. says
4: you literally have nothing going on.
2: I
3: can't
1: believe I, have I to try be. to read your mind and there's, there's nothing, nothing there.
3: Oh, but there's
0: a reason. I can't believe I'll I have believe to I'll believe you. Person. I'll believe you, Matt. But
4: at least from the vampire's perspective, like sure she might have some special thing later on, but like from their perspective, that's the only reason they care, right? The the only reason the dude is hunting her is to piss off Edward.
2: Right no, and he does that. He totally does the whole fucking like macho thing when he's like mm-hmm. pinning him up against like mirrors and stuff at, to talking about like he how much stronger he is. It's just like, man, you're kind of a jerk.
0: I thought they were gonna kiss.
1: I was really I was really disappointed that
4: they didn't kiss.
0: <laughs> Let's get some like so nearly going. <laughs> yeah it's not like I like you or
2: anything
4: I, I also so in terms of highlights, I really want to discuss the incredible side characters. In Twilight, who are much more deep and have much more compelling narratives going on than the main Somehow. Plot line, which is two people date and like what like well, don't, don't run forget, into a weird vampire. Don't yeah. forget
0: the origins oh, no. of it, which is that Bella shows up to this school, every boy is interested in her.
4: Yeah, oh, well, just the two friends.
0: Well, that you but, see,
4: like there's a boy who actively throws things at her up and like just escalating things that he's throwing at her up until he throws a car at her. <laughs> um, well, like that, and listen, that might be one of those, like, I'm bullying you because I got a crush on you and I don't know the how to The car is like, a bit excessive, you
0: know?
4: though. <laughs> hey, high school is nothing
3: if that's, not
0: dramatic. That's where I draw There's the me. line of like, oh, this is a this is a boy trying to pull my pigtails to, uh, no, you're actually just trying to murder me. <laughs>
1: There's um well then there's the the shy Asian boy who tries to ask her to prom.
0: He's really not that shy can't though. Can't quite
1: put the words together.
4: Then there's the cocksure goofball. Yep.
1: <laughs> who does ask her to prom? But Anna Kendrick's got a big crush on him, and so Kirsten Stewart's just like, you should go. You should go with her.
0: So uh, somehow this movie does not manage to pass the Bechdel test, uh, which I was reminded of while we were talking about these two girls. But I think it actually adds an interesting element to Bella's character where, like, I think she is really putting female friendships first. Like, she has these two dudes who are interested in her. Like, all right, she's not that interested in them, but, like, she actively, like, she could just be like, oh, no, whatever. I like being the center of attention, so I'm going to keep them around and keep leading them on. But instead, she's like, oh, no, I, I actually think that you should try asking this person out because she has a lot of the same interests as you. So, like, she's kind of kind of doing a bit of a matchmaker thing, which I think is really rad.
4: Yeah, you know, that's good.
2: Man, it's still just so wild to me that something that is so, so fanfiction-y is, like, a legit, serious, high, like, big-budget movie.
0: Um, uh, have you heard of Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> uh, additionally, basically every, like, male action movie... <laughs>
4: <laughs> um other other incredible deep characters um Emmett one of the members of the uh the vampire family um never sits down yes his, that, his, that's that his vampire ability
0: his vampire ability is anything his ass touches it explodes <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's some backstory in the books that explains how like Your your body, you know how it (laughs) stops aging when you get turned into a vampire? Well, any, like physical ailments that you had at the time also just never go away. So he had a hernia <laughs> that Very just painful. like he now permanently has. Oh, like no. dude,
4: they they so first off, this family in order to avoid being conspicuous, all roll up together in the same car or a caravan of two to three cars sometimes. Um there are five and of them. he is frequently just standing up. <laughs> no seatbelt <laughs> in the back <laughs> of uh, like any anyone's like pickup truck or a jeep, um, just, just cruising like, all the way down to school. It's a convertible?
1: He's standing up. <laughs> yeah. it's, a,
4: it's an SUV? He's standing through the sunroom. There's a scene where he leaps to catch a baseball, and Edward also leaps to catch a baseball, and they crash into each other, and they go f- tumbling to the earth, and I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna land on his ass. He's
2: nope, not, lands on his side.
0: Not on his
2: ass. <laughs> Maybe it's vampire
4: hemorrhoids.
2: Get some preparation, V. <laughs>
4: Um, also, uh, Bella's father has, like... Oh, a, I'm, glad I'm glad we're bringing yeah. him Holy he, shit, <laughs> they are so cruel to him for no reason. He They're like, we so must depressed. be this way.
1: Like, he is so depressed, and she just ignores him and, constantly. Until,
4: until <laughs> she fucking shatters his world. Oh my god. And drags up, like, what his ex-wife told him when she walked out on him and just destroyed him as a man. And, like, just... And like when she walks away from that situation, you're like, whoa, that was stone cold, Bella. And then she starts crying. She's like, I can't believe I had to do it. It's (laughs) It's like, like, there's no reason she had to do that.
1: (laughs) You could have just said, I'm going to bed and then had your vampire boyfriend help take you out the window and then just went like, yeah, I snuck off with my vampire boyfriend.
4: That would be a lot less upsetting. Yeah,
0: well, like, she. so the first of all, the premise was she didn't want to upset her dad by suddenly disappearing. So instead, <laughs> she upsets him at least ten times more by first pretending that her boyfriend broke up with her, and then saying that she wanted to leave him to go back to Arizona because that's where her mom is, and, her, like, her dad never does anything for the family. Oh, my God. It's like so she could have just walked in been like oh hey dad edward and my dates was fine but i'm really wiped i'm gonna go to bed and like that would be it
4: (laughs) (laughs) nope
2: like that's what i meant by like they're being really good characters and just sometimes very shallow roles there is like this really like freakishly human like resigned depth to billy burke playing uh whatever his name is charlie yeah that's it like it's really jarring how real he feels next to some of that, like, just really deadpan
4: dialogue. <laughs> it's like there's this incredible, like, procedural cop drama set in, like, this small town in, in Washington. And it's also existing in tandem <laughs> with this silly vampire romance.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Actually, that, that works, because, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gil Birmingham. Uh, oh, yeah, he plays like Billy. The, um, yeah, yeah.
4: He's in he uh, the the
2: dad of Jacob, who yeah. we
1: barely see in this movie.
4: Oh my lord! Dude, all Native okay. Americans can turn into wolves?
0: <laughs> Yikes. No, no, no.
4: Just from this one specific tribe, they they set that up. <laughs> it is Yikes. a tribe of Native Americans who turn into wolves. <laughs> I love they it. Like, it's they
1: fucking haven't fantastic. have it yet, though.
4: We only
1: meet <laughs> vampires in this movie. I could not
0: believe there were no werewolves in this movie. <laughs> I know.
1: As somebody who had never actually seen or read any of the Twilight material, just being like, wait, how the fuck did people get, like, Team Edward and Team Jacob out of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, Jacob was it. on that's screen th- for, like, a minute.
2: That's the thing, like, looking back, that's one of the hugest things, like, I think I was like, oh man, remember when Team Jacob and Team Edward was a thing? Every time, like, 60% in the fo- of the use of the word team in the following decade was used in that kind of context. Like, Team Anything versus Team Anything is, like, a derivative of that. That, like, huge cultural wave of fighting over these two teen boys. There's also,
0: yeah, there's Team Charlie. Not for who Bella dates, but just as a protest vote.
2: I'm glad you cleared that up.
4: Yeah, her father. Just I'm rooting for you, man.
0: Yeah, just like <laughs> Charlie's Charlie's got through a lot of shit, guys. We should yeah, support him. You know what? You know what you should do, Bella? You should take care of your dad,
1: who's in a really <laughs> fucked up place right now. One of his best
4: friends was eviscerated by a as he identified human serial killer. And he, ha- he could do nothing about it. Like, the look in his eyes when he has to basically exclaim, like, explain that uh, the killer of this, like, beloved dude in the town, like, is just getting away with it and he can't do anything about it at the diner. Like, everyone in the town has these just very, like, worried looks and, like, that's not an important detail in the movie. That's just window dressing. Yeah. What you're, you're supposed to care about in this scene is, like... Bella's talking about her new boy.
2: <laughs> God, I, lo- I love that. I love that, like, lay- scene after scene, layer after layer of, like, story, the most important thing at any one time is this just, like, little romantic <laughs> I arc. know,
1: and it, it's just like there are all of these subplots that seem so much more interesting. <laughs> um, so I want to I throw in a quick Rob fact, because I think we skipped over this. Um, the way that Kristen Stewart sleeps... Um like they make her horny that, dreams. Yeah. But they <laughs> she always has her arms very like scrunched up against her. Um and Edward says something about you know, they they hint at her dreaming about being a vampire. Um, but the actual thing that Bella Swan is dreaming about is being a T Rex. <laughs>
4: Rob, I, fact.
0: a good rob facts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Either that or she's posing her arms in a very like Nosferatu style vampire. Like, <laughs> you know, there's different vampires mm. with different powers and everything, and she might that might be the trope that she really like identifies with.
0: Yeah, that's that's the secret vampire callback in this movie. So my one of my favorite
1: moments in the movie is the like she's doing all of this research about like the cold ones and you know the history of this area and the myths and whatnot, and you see her doing all of this research, and it's like, and the the montage keeps zooming in on the word "cold one," cold one, <laughs> cold one,
4: and then <laughs> she, cracking <laughs> open a cold one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but then, then like the next scene is her having a conversation with Edward. That's like, I know what you are, and he's like, "Say it," and
4: she goes. A vampire,
1: and it's like, wait, where the fuck did you read vampire?
4: Also, <laughs> uh, she wasn't aware of these. Like, part of part of her character no, it's is
0: very clear. She's
4: never cared or even really thought about anything else, like outside of her life.
0: Oh, except but that gonna... cactus.
4: <laughs> so she, but she's like, if if she never like had a reason to care about vampires. It's like they've never existed. Like, she just doesn't... She's not even aware of that pop culture phenomenon. (laughs) Like, it's not like vampire shit is new, right? Like, Buffy was on, like... And this is presumably our world. (laughs) Like, that's the first time she thinks there's something even weird about them, right? Like, this super pale family (laughs) that never goes out when it's sunny. (laughs) And I mean... Though I mean, if she had
1: if she knew anything about actual vampire lore or had read that, <laughs> she would have also been very surprised to see a vampire's reflection True. and been wearing a <laughs> around her neck and probably had some sort of weapon made out of
0: wood or silver <laughs> or a cross. she'd just be wearing a cross. yeah.
4: although I could totally accept that vampire lore in this universe is more modeled after like the Collins and everything. I can't accept that someone would just be completely unaware of vampires as a pop culture yeah. phenomenon. So, like, True
1: Blood actually, like... So, True Blood started around the same time, and True Blood actually, uh, like, I was gonna
2: bring up True Blood.
1: Yeah. True Blood actually, like, subverts some of the vampire tropes, but they do it knowingly. Like, they have this conversation in the first season that's like, so do you really not have a reflection, not see your own reflection? And... Uh, the the vampire is like that's something that we made up so that we could pass like in normal society.
3: Oh, oh that's
1: actually not conspicuous.
0: That's <laughs> Yeah.
2: I think it's really good that like Twilight movie and True Blood were sort of the same year because Twilight is so much like teen romance fantasy. And if you just, like, age that up a couple decades, that is exactly the demographic that True Blood hits.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I have I have one highlight yes. that I want to do. So my highlight, which Ryan reminded me of, like, an hour ago, which was that uh, when all of the Cullens come into the school, Anna Kendrick gives uh, Bella this, like, quick rundown of who all of the, the Cullens are. And she's just like... She's like, "Oh yeah, those are the Cullens. They're like kind they're they're like the hottest kids in school, but they're all together." And then like Bella's like, "What?" And Edward just goes like, "Yeah, they're together together." <laughs> First of all, she is like act, like playing it like she's actively turned on by the fact that this family fucks. Yeah, or, I mean one of them was like, "I hope they adopt me." <laughs> Yes, like this is not a weird thing. This is actively attractive to them.
4: They're not just like all like adopted in the same adopted family and everything. They all look and dress the same. The like exact it is same. yes, it is such an obvious vampire sex cult with like a core sire. Well, it's has <laughs> yes. at least a very obvious cult. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, at the very least. Don't you guys wish that this had turned into like a vampire spinoff of Heather's? <laughs> Holy. Well, shit. I was
0: saying like after she said that, I was like, "Yo, why is this not a huge like poly romance between vampires?" Oh. And then I got very upset <laughs> and sulked for the rest of the movie.
2: Uh, don't worry, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever thirst the uh, Twilight movies leave you with, um, Anne Rice is there to pick up the slack. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Anne Rice.
1: <laughs> so, for recommendations, if you want a supernatural version of Heathers, um, watch The Coven. Or no, not The Coven. The
0: Craft. Nice. Oh, shit!
1: Yeah! The Craft is amazing. And it's about high school girls and the shenanigans that they get up to with supernatural powers. And all of the characters are better written. <laughs>
4: If you're into really, uh, like, bizarre and uncomfortable romance, that for some reason you're also like, I find this kind of touching. Like, if you buy into it, you know? Um, I suggest uh, Swiss Army Man. This is, like, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, If you're a fan of Twilight. um, Especially, you know, it's got, like, a little bit of that young adult uh, Harry Potter influence with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know if you
0: can call it a Harry Potter influence just because Daniel Radcliffe is in it. (laughs) Fuck
3: you,
4: watch me.
1: (laughs) I
0: mean,
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in like a cold kind of like Pacific Northwest setting. What else? Uh, yeah, the, the way the characters love is very like adolescent and like, I don't understand why my, my pee-pee is hard. Um, like no joke. <laughs> like that is what it, and, like, it, it's that same kind of like, I'm really uncomfortable with this, but like this movie's doing it. So it must be okay. <laughs> Also uh characters with inexplicable uh useful powers that just turn up when they're convenient to the plot.
2: Holy shit. No, don't don't say anything more about Swiss Army man. Swiss Swiss Army man, let it be it let it be a surprise.
4: Yeah, Swiss Army man is Twilight too.
2: <laughs> if you can make it to like the kung fu action.
4: Oh
3: man.
0: <laughs>
2: And you still don't enjoy the movie? You have my permission to stop.
0: (laughs) I feel like I've already been spoiled too much.
2: God, I love that movie. Oh, man, if you want, like, modernized vampire stuff that's used to a different effect, absolutely 100% what we do in the shadows. That is, like, top five mockumentary of all time, and something that actually does use the, like, sort of classical vampire lore and vampire imagery, even within and without movies, and uses it in ways that...
4: And it kind of does the...
2: No, go 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 ahead. I want to hear more people talk about this.
4: It kind of does the opposite of what Twilight does, right? Where Twilight's like, I have never heard of vampires. I don't give a fuck. Um, what we do in the shadows is we got to find every single vampire trope and shove it into the same movie.
2: <laughs> it's true.
4: Yeah.
1: And everyone in the world, like, knows what vampires are.
2: <laughs> it actually also does end with this really, really great, uh like, romantic subversion of expectations.
4: Yeah. Just like Twilight.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, well, the, it's impossible. a really to have old that vampire <laughs> does end up with a really young girl. <laughs> I mean, comparatively.
2: <laughs> Man, this like Twilight more than anything makes me like wish that I could go back to two thousand eight. There's just something so like teenage about it. It's just like.
1: <laughs> I mean, for us, it's it's such a teenage thing that came out when we were teenagers.
2: Yeah, it's it's so much. It's not even of its era. Like mean, it has textural details like that, like the soundtrack and stuff. But it is so, like, in it, the core of its like DNA is just like teenage fanfiction-y stuff, stuff that makes you cringe now, but you kind of look back and it's just like, man, things were things were. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time for me.
3: Yeah, I
4: feel like part of our like general rejection of it, or at least like mine, is it gets us a lot more than we're willing to admit. And mm-hmm. it makes us uncomfortable at how well it knows us. And that like rejection of it is very much like, fuck you, you don't know me. <laughs> like when, when I was like, it was a rough time to be a boyfriend and everything. <laughs> like it was a hundred percent. Like <laughs> your, your girlfriend would just be like, Oh, you, you're like an Edward. <laughs> You're like a Jacob. And, like, having having someone say, like, this is you. And, like, deep down being like, fuck, they're kind of right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it gives you salt for it. And I think, like, as an adult, like, looking back on this and having that distance and being able to forgive myself for being a shitty teenager, like, I think I, I see that more now. And I'm, I'm like, willing to forgive this is a piece of fiction yeah, for from, how fucking incredible all the little gems are.
2: For me, it's definitely, like, step one in, like, a kind of, in my own personal reevaluation of, like, stuff I've seen and just, you know, let women enjoy things. Like, I don't, you don't have to yeah. have this, like, obligation to be the voice of reason and when, like, when someone watches something you don't understand, you know? Like, if it weren't for stuff like Twilight and going back to it and being like, why why is this why is this a thing? I don't get it. And trying to, you know, like assess it on its own level, I probably wouldn't there's a lot of stuff I probably wouldn't have seen and enjoyed. Fucking uh Magic Mike, man. Those are both incredible movies. I will say I will like maintain that to my dying day. And if it weren't for the like by letting women have things that are garbage and fun, there's you actually do open yourself up to a lot of really, like, interesting things that are very, very fundamentally different than what you're used to getting.
4: It's interesting that those movies need to, like, be great, right, in order to be accepted at all. When, when like, meanwhile, yeah. there are, like, a lot of, like, fairly, like, masculine properties that are just dumb fun, right? Yeah. And, like, it, that's the point. Like,
1: everything with Will Ferrell.
4: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Yeah, or oh. when, when stuff that is specifically aimed at women does really well, how like suddenly like people come out of the woodwork to try and explain it away, to try and like, like no, 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 yep. no, it's because they don't understand how bad this is. It's like, I, w- I just watched Die Hard for the seventh time. I don't feel like I'm a good judge to say what's intelligent and what's not.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: we're covering, like, we keep covering in this podcast some of my favorite movies and they are most definitely garbage
2: yeah but like you learn something (laughs) about yourself by watching like garbagey stuff and that that that's true no matter who the audience is
4: that's what that's what this podcast is all about really you know yeah
2: plus i like i really think that it's extra important to let like teenagers have like their own thing because Shitting on stuff that teens are into is, like, the next level of being an asshole to me. <laughs> yeah,
3: the,
4: that's the only time in their life where they'll feel okay about liking this shit.
0: I mean, on the other hand, the more adults don't like something, the more teenagers probably are going to like it. True. So you're essentially helping them.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're giving them an act of rebellion. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot children of... <laughs> who are wrong. <laughs> it's a vital service we serve.
1: As we become adults, we have a duty to hate the stuff that kids like.
0: Yep.
4: Nope. In all true. fairness, I saw Sherlock Gnomes on a bus recently. And wow. I, I almost had an aneurysm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, a lot of teenagers are going to like, grow up and in a few years realize how embarrassing it is. I don't think like making them feel bad about themselves during the fact is really helping anybody. That's <laughs> true. No one, no one profits from you trying to prove how much smarter you are than the stuff that people like.
0: To, so to be clear, I wasn't saying we should say that, like, oh, you are bad for reading Twilight. But you can just go, like, I don't like Twilight, and then teens will be like, I love this because you hate it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have to admit that like there was a ton of people who were exactly like that when Twilight was at its peak. Oh, like, like people- there
0: still people like that, or like just like, oh my God, if you liked Twilight as a teenager, I can't talk to you. Like it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, like let let people like stuff, man.
0: Yeah, let people enjoy things. We all own that button, Rao, right? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, I own that button at least. Uh, so I'm gonna. My recommendation is going to be for uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, which uh, shit, that's a good one. As most teenagers know by now, Tom Hiddleston is in. <laughs> Speaking of things that teens like and uh, adults do not get, uh, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Yeah. and and also in Only Lovers Left Alive uh, and Crimson Peak. And Tilda Swinton is in this, so it's a real Marvel dust-up, uh, but it's a really good movie yeah. about kind I of the, the opposite end of <laughs> vampires, where these are vampires.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. We just looked up images of Tom Hiddleston, and Ryan's response was just, I get it.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Ryan.
0: I mean, I also get it. i <laughs> So Only Lovers Left Alive is sort of the opposite end of the of the spectrum of vampire romance that uh Twilight is. Where Twilight is very much about the beginning of a relationship and how someone might get inducted into a vampire relationship ultimately. Uh in in which there are two vampires in a relationship to be clear. Uh and Only Lovers Left Alive is kind of the end or middle end of that relationship. So it's a very like mature nuanced look at this this vampire couples relationship over like millennia. Uh, And I'm also going to recommend the Pottis Ripper podcast because there's a few things we touched on here with like how teenagers and young women and women connect with romance and possibly harmful tropes that we weren't, or at least I wasn't fully able to like vocalize why that is and how that can be healthy. And the Pottis Rippers podcast does a excellent job of talking about that so if, if you would like to hear more about that or just uh, learn more about romance novels, you should totally check out their podcast.
2: Oh, actually, I've got another uh, recommendation. This one is like teen romance that is actually pretty good. That got turned into a much worse movie. Blood yeah. and Chocolate. Like <laughs> to 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 put this. Uh, I've never
1: even heard of this. Oh, dude. I've heard of it, it. But
2: yeah, it's a uh, it's teen werewolf romance fiction.
4: Hmm.
1: It's oh.
2: legitimately pretty good.
4: Shit, but not the bookies. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, Warm bodies. Oh. oh
0: yes, I was thinking oh about that during it's, Twilight. It's like tw-
4: it's it's very
0: Twilighty. It's
4: very like young adult like monster romance thing, and very much like we don't really care about the tropes of the thing we're using. We're just using it as like, hey, monsters and shit. But like it, it's got a lot more heart and yeah. like warmth to it. It's not very, like, cold Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it's more yeah, like yeah. a... I think it's like a SoCal movie. <laughs> but I highly recommend that I one. was seeing
2: what you did there up until you said SoCal movie, then I got confused. <laughs> Man, teen fiction is actually just pretty good. That's, that's just it. Yeah. Even oh. if it doesn't resonate with you, you can be like, huh. Ah. Well, it's get, because like, it
4: focuses on the thing that resonates with teens and that yeah. doesn't resonate with you mm-hmm. once you're older. <laughs> True. You got like other shit going on. Yeah.
0: I think if I read Hunger Games, so I read the Hunger Games while I was in college probably and the world mm-hmm. was pretty pretty sweet back then. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was better than it is now. I think if I went back and read, like without the movies having come out and everything, if I had read the Hunger Games now, I think it would resonate with me a lot harder than it did back then. And it was still pretty like i identified with that book a lot i think it it has a lot to do with like your worldview and like young people's worldview and how they're coming into society
1: if if hunger games were to come out now as books i would be kind of like wow (laughs) someone wrote a lot of players (laughs) on (laughs) battleground fan fiction
2: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) oh jesus
1: Alright, so... Let's
3: to leave. wrap things
4: up... <laughs> wait a
2: minute, wait a minute. I wanted to get one more thing on the record. How many of us have actually read any of the Twilight books?
4: Nope, nope this is my first nope. time engaging with the media at all. Same. Um, Same with me. And it, honestly, it was exactly the parody of it that I made up in my head. And it feels really good to now actually know that's true. I thought I was just, like, skeptical and shit. Yeah, me
0: too. I, I feel very vindicated I was kind of
1: like, I don't actually know what the plot of this is, and then it turns out There's that there was no wasn't plot. No you plot. knew it, actually. <laughs> you knew it. Long.
2: You fucking posers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I actually,
2: I read the first book in high school because I was reacting so strongly to it, I at least felt like, you know what, I'm going to read it just so I understand, like, what it is I'm reacting against. Didn't like it very much. Did not decide <laughs> to read the rest of them. It is a very long book, too.
0: It is a pretty sizable book. Yeah. I wasn't, like,
1: I've never been, like, I don't know. I was ever someone who, like, adamantly hated Twilight, with the exception of um, the year I went to Comic-Con and they were showing a trailer for New Moon at Comic-Con. And <laughs> as such, the, the lines to get in were filled Oof. with people wearing the same T-shirt who were only interested in going to that one Twilight panel. And then I was just, like you know that that had nothing to do with a piece of media it had to do with like all of these people are at this giant convention to see this one thing
0: yeah it was kind of like the beginning of the end for comic con's yeah. line policy which i think they've since fixed but like that's ridiculous that like anyway uh
1: Yeah, that was the only time I had any opinions about Twilight.
2: Yeah, back in high school, I was trying to be somewhat fair, even though I was still definitely insufferable about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was, in high school, I was trying to be, like, a cool girl, where, like, since it was a thing that girls liked, I automatically did not like it.
1: You wanted to be hashtag not like other girls?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what... I was doing the same thing. I was just like, oh, well, everyone's hating on this. I'm going to make sure I've got like <laughs> at least one solid fact I can b- base my shit on. And that's because I actually read the book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, additionally, I did not like it very much because of the fandom. Like, I was very much on Tumblr at the time. And, like, there was so much shade being thrown at and by the Twilight fandom. And it was just, like, so unpleasant because it was such a huge thing.
2: Tumblr existed in 2008?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? It's been around forever, yeah.
2: Tell us your ways, ancient crona of of high school years. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, you remember how, like, w- this kind of kicked off, like, a decade of everyone hating Kristen Stewart for no reason? Have we forgiven Kristen Stewart for being whoever it is that she is yet?
0: Yes.
1: A Tumblr so. has, at least. I mean, she was good in, um... Adventureland? I liked Adventureland. Actually,
2: Adventureland is, uh how she got cast as Bella, like, uh, Catherine Catherine Hardwick basically visited the set of Adventureland and, like, got her to audition, I guess.
1: Wait, I thought Adventureland came out after
4: No, it was, it's old.
2: I think Adventureland's, like, 2007.
1: No,
4: 2009. What?
1: It must have just taken a while to come out.
4: Yeah, they do, like, film and then make it later.
1: Yeah. Because I, I remember it was like a pretty small release when it came out. Yeah, I saw
4: it when I got my wisdom teeth out.
1: Oh, man. Martin Starr was in that. I fucking love Martin
2: Starr. Kristen Stewart's a great. Don't at me. <laughs>
0: I'll at don't you, Matt. Watch,
2: pers- watch Personal Shopper.
0: I'll I'll at you, Matt, and we'll talk about how great Kristen Stewart is. Okay. Uh, how how would people at you, Matt? Robert
2: Pattinson, not so great. <laughs> Feel free to <laughs> at me.
1: If people were to at you, Matt, where would they
0: find you at? <laughs>
2: Okay, you can find me at dash jump cancel on Twitter. Uh, that's it. That's all I'm giving <laughs> you.
4: Sweet. Uh, I'm Ryan Anderson, and you can find me at Ryander, R Y E A N D E R.
1: I'm Rob Juisty, and you can find me at the Rob Juisty on Twitter. That's T H E R O V G I U S T I.
0: And I'm Vivian. Uh, you can at me at, at the garbage club underscore pod, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or. You <laughs> Uh, Since I'm touting my indie web cred over here, you can at me on Mastodon at M-E-D-R-A-S at witches.town. If you understand Mastodon, you'll understand how that works. If not, I just said some (laughs) arcane incantation that you will never understand. Uh, You can also hit us up on Tumblr, which is thegarbageclub.tumblr.com. Oh, shit, we have a Tumblr. Yeah, we have a Tumblr, Rob. We've been over this every time. You need to
1: follow our Tumblr.
0: (laughs) Or uh, you can uh, send us an email at mail at thegarbage.club. We'd love to hear your suggestions for bad movies because there are plenty of them out there that you probably love and would love to share with us. So that would be great. And uh, until next time, stay garbage. (laughs) Bye.
2: Bye. That feels kind of mean, honestly. Stay garbage. (laughs) That that implies that they had to be garbage to listen. And I don't know if I'm willing to make that assumption about our audience.
0: I mean, if they're not garbage, they're just here to like...
2: If you're not garbage, you're here to sift through garbage. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Much like we are. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Dumpster dive with us. favorite kind of way to watch a movie coming halfway through all right now I gotta figure out what this is it's a puzzle